Welcome to another episode of Orange, Black, and Beyond, where we talk about uh, Oregon State sports, keeping most of our focus on the sports that generally don't get all the attention, like uh, football and men's basketball. Uh, it's good to be back after our extended summer break, like that was planned. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, you know, that's giving ourselves a little more credit than we need, but whatever. Right. Uh, I'm Brian, OSU class of 1996. My co-host is Pete, class of 1993. Welcome back, Pete. Thank you, Brian. It's great to be talking about Beaver sports again. Uh, of course, while we do give most of our attention to the less talked about sports, it's impossible to skip over the football team right now because they're off to a really good start, five and two. And I hate to beat a dead horse, but when you and I went there, if the team won five games in a season, it was a miracle. Well, if they won one game in a season, it was, <laughs> it was a miracle. But uh, so you know, five and two start yesterday, they beat Washington State 24 to 10. And this was definitely the most complete game they've played all year, uh, particularly since conference play started. Defense was fantastic, six sacks. Um, they held Washington State to 23 total yards uh, on the ground, 300-plus passing, but that's because they couldn't run anything. And, yeah. um, and no defensive penalties, uh, no, not a single defensive penalty, which was great. Uh, no penalties after the play, no PIs, no defensive holding. Yeah. Um, so very clean. All the stuff that Coach Smith says over and over, we got to clean up, they cleaned up. Offense was awesome, too. They got the running game going, uh, and they ran a lot of clock. I don't know. Uh, I think you said you didn't get to watch the whole game, but uh, yeah. at the end of the first half, the only thing like the only thing that, that made all of the fans kind of scratch our heads is the running game was working. They had a 10-3 to 3 lead. They get the ball back, and there's a minute and 45 seconds left in the half. They threw three passes took a total of 27 seconds off the clock and had to punt back to Washington state. That was like the, uh, but that was a coaching thing really more than anything. So, yeah. you know, um, other than that, they just did great. The running backs, the three headed monster they have with Fenwick and uh, Jam Griffin and Damian Martinez are doing a fantastic job. Martinez is a freshman, but he's, he's really starting to assert himself as the number one. He ran for 110 last night uh, in a touchdown. And then, of course, defense got six sacks. So it was just an impressive overall win where they cleaned up a lot of the stuff they've needed to clean up, don't you think? Yeah, I think, you know, overall, they, they've looked they looked good, I thought, against USC. They yeah. looked okay. You know, they, they were, you yeah. know. And then Utah, they kind of have a letdown for sure. Lots of turnovers. Uh, lots of turnovers. And I, you know, there's a lot of outcry online about the quarterback choices, blah, blah, blah. But. When you watch that game, I really thought it's Utah did a good job of scouting the plays. Like, they really I, did. And there's I, that one cornerback that's all American. Yeah. So. so I don't know that that's a real, like, the, it was a player issue more than I think the coaching needs to, like, be. They need to be more. I think other teams have figured out what Beavers like to do, and they just need to be a bit more tricky. And last night they looked good. I only caught the second half, and they looked good. Like you said, they their offense works well and they can get that first down run of four or five yards and then the second down pat and then they're just clicking. And so they looked really good. I thought, and then, like you said, the defense looked great. I thought, right. Like yeah. I think what I was talking to a coworker earlier in the week, whose daughter goes to Washington state and he, you know, last year they beat us. And so he was giving me a bunch of crap and I, you know, said, well, 
you know, the big thing is going to be is if your quarterback takes off and run runs, that's going to hurt the Beavers, right? That's kind of the defense the first couple of weeks has been hurting them. And they did it. Right? That that kid tried to take off and the Beavers kept them contained and then they couldn't really do anything. So again, good kudos to them. They're looking good. Five and two. They got a lot of home games coming. So knock on wood, they should be finishing up strong. Colorado this week coming up. And then, um, but yeah, they get uh, Colorado at home. They get uh, the team from down the road at home. They get, uh, so there's going to, and Cal, they go to Cal, but Strawberry Canyon for years has been the Beavers home away from home. So yeah. So knock on wood, they're going to finish strong and we should, you know, have a really positive, really positive season and get to a good ball game would be interesting. So. Uh, so let's sw- switch gears to another kind of football. Uh, the men's soccer team pulled off an impressive win against the University of Portland Pilots Friday night. Pilots are ranked number six in the country. So, you know, the Bees were able to get past them, getting the, getting the third goal in the 82nd minute, and then just withstanding kind of a P- Portland attack there in the 84th minute. So, again, kudos to them. Yeah. Uh, women's soccer team had a battle with the UW on Friday and came came away with a 2-2 draw. So the Beavers are looking are still looking for their first league win of the year. Um, they're four seven and three overall, both five and one in the Pac twelve. So tough for a little you know tough start for them, but you know, they'll keep yeah, fighting. They get a little bit of momentum now, hoping that the the tie against UW, who's a really good team, that's a sign of good things to come. We hope Paul Golf in full swing, pardon the pun too. Uh, men's team finished six last week at the Oregon State Invitational. Uh, top individual performance came from a junior from Mountainside High School right here in sunny Beaverton, uh, Mateo Fuemayor. Um, he came in at three under, which was good enough for second place overall individually. Women's team had the week off. Um, so that's uh, that's their full yeah. season is coming coming to a close rapidly, though, because the weather's about to turn. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, you think, I mean, today it's, you know, right, we're yeah, Oregon, it's, it's sunny in 80. It's uh, October at 16, it's sunny in 82. So we'll see. Right. Yeah. Um, the cross country team turned in another impressive performance and just like Oregon State, I think, is turning into a running, you know, track and field cross country power or getting, gaining some gains there. So it's, yeah, cool especially considering the program down the, the, the road is really right. To, to be right. making some momentum is awesome. Yeah, so uh, yesterday that three runners finished in the top 20 at, at the Lewis and Clark Invitational. Uh, Emily Foote came in ninth, J- Jamie Hamlin took 12th, and Gabby Peterson took 17th. So congratulations to them. Um, this comes on the heels of, a, of um, a number of other Beaver runners appearing in the Nutty Cone Invitational in Wisconsin, which they got a pair of top 10 finishes, top 15 finishes. So again, Team's looking good um, heading into the conference championships. Kaylee Mitchell and Grace Featherstona took fourth and 14th, uh, respectively, at the Medicom. Medicom, that's a big one in uh, the national um, cross country scene. And it's also fun to say. Uh, So, you know, that's a win win there. And uh, the cross country team is is doing really good heading into the end of the season. Uh, Speaking of races that are fun to say, the women's rowing team got their fall schedule going uh, with some solid finishes at the head of the Spokane Regatta on Saturday morning, which um, Varsity 4 team took second place. Uh, The Varsity 8A team uh, took fourth in their race. Varsity 8B got third and Varsity 8C took 10th. So a good season for the good start for their fall season on the water. 
And you just got to love the fact that in the fall season in Spokane, the water isn't frozen yet like it is sometimes in the early part of the spring season. So that's yeah, good. exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, so let's take a look at volleyball here. The Beavers fell in straight sets to UCLA. Uh, you know, the Beavers are six and 11 overall, one and six, one and six in the Pac 12, which, you know, the Pac 12 is just grueling for volleyball, a lot of volleyball talent in the Pac 12. So Again, the Oregon State Beavers showing a lot of fight. Uh, they let the Bruins on early, but just couldn't hang on to that lead. So, you know, yeah. it's strong fight for them. Volleyball is, is tough. It's meat grinder, that's no doubt. Uh, softball and baseball teams are wrapping up their fall seasons, um, playing some smaller schools or having some scrimmages. The baseball team, uh, the last couple of weeks, they played a couple of Andrew squad games in Bend, and then they went down to Medford. And those are really important games in terms of, building the profile of the program within the state. You know, and that's how like OSU got Jacob Melton from Medford a couple of years ago, and he had a great OSU career. He's in the Arizona, uh, or sorry, the Astros farm system right now. Um, and then I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Beaver baseball. Uh, Stephen Kwan, last man standing for the um, 2018 Beavers in the MLB playoffs. Cleveland Guardians up two games to one over the Yankees in the ALDS. Uh, any other year, because Quan hit 298 and he stole, I, I want to say, pretty close to 40 bases. Um, uh, he would be the front runner for the AL Rookie of the Year. But barring a huge surprise, it's going to go to Julio Rodriguez and the Mariners because he hits a lot of home runs and steals more bases. Um, and not to forget Ashley, Adley Rutschman either. I mean, the dude uh, came up to the Orioles on May 24th and they were well under 500. And he helped them turn it around. This has been a terrible franchise for mm. years, and he helped them get their first winning season uh, for uh, since 2016, I want to say. So they just missed the playoffs because the AL East was stacked. You had the Yankees, the Rays, Blue Jays. Um, so it was fun to watch those uh, 2018 guys, and I hope that Stephen Kwan isn't done yet. He had three hits yesterday in the game where the uh, Guardians came back and beat the Yankees, and he scored the tying run in the, the bottom of the ninth. So that was really cool. Yeah, Quan and Rushman both were fun to watch this year. It's you know always great to see Oregon State Beavers do well in the pros. It's definitely great to see a couple of players from that uh, 2018 national championship time having some major impact in the, in the major leagues. So um, good for them. Uh, speaking speaking of Beavers playing at the next level of their sports, we sure hope to see Gary Payton II have a complete recovery from his offseason abdominal muscle surgery. Uh, especially now he's with the Blazers. So, you know, he's playing close to court place and close to quote unquote home, even though I know this isn't necessarily his home, no. but you know, close yeah. to Dallas. He had the, he had the pretty serious injury and they had a, but the Blazers backed up the money truck to his house in the off season. So you hope that uh, he goes out there and helps Lillard and the other guys do what they need to do. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll see uh, GP one at some games too. That'd be pretty fun. Though. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, speaking of basketball, men's uh, team, fairly recognizable from last year's squad, and that's probably good um, considering how bad they were last year. I mean, there's just no way to sugarcoat that. They only have four team, four players left from the team uh, that was worst in the program history by a pretty long shot, and Coach Tinkle didn't, didn't waste any time, basically, in trying to rebuild this thing because, um, you know, this is a team that was in the Elite Eight just two years ago yep. and was just a cascading tragedy of failure last year. And uh, so they blew it up, basically, and, and took advantage of the transfer portal. <coughs> and so then uh, 
they have an opportunity to be a good team again pretty quickly. And that is actually the plus of the transfer portal. And, you know, it's the minus, too. Like, you look at USC's football team, they're the best uh, best program the transfer portal can build, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but in <laughs> OSU's basketball, they took advantage of the rules that are in place. And um, so now, by all accounts, it was a they've uh, put together a pretty good team. They got to go over to Italy and uh, play some games this summer because there's rules on when teams get to go overseas. The women's team went overseas a couple of years ago and had some success. And, and that builds that builds the team both on and off the court, you know. And right. uh, if we've learned anything about Coach Wayne Tinkle, he's going to get this to be his kind of team that plays hard and smart and puts themselves in a position to win, um, like the team yep. that he had two years ago and like the team he had six years ago that made the NCAA tournament. Yeah, so last year's over. They can flush it. Let's all move on. Yeah. You know, hopefully they, uh, like you said, they're building the new team and it should be good to go here. Yeah. Um, women's basketball, you know, is going. Uh, they're definitely in practice. I saw they were practicing at Gill on some of the social media. Uh, first exhibition games coming up here against uh, Western Oregon on the 30th. And then the first game on the schedule is at home against Hawaii on November 7th. So, um, excited to get the season started. A lot, you know, re returning faces, Noel, AJ, uh, Yelena, and Talia are coming back, but they've got, you know, a lot of freshmen, Hadley Blacklock, Reagan Beers, Martha Peets, I, again, butchering her name, but anyways, uh, Lily Hansford and Tamia Gardner. So again, a lot of new faces. Um, they have a couple veteran transfers and Alexis Aaron and Bendy Yenny. Um, Portland right there. Yeah, she's from Portland, transferred oh, yeah. into Arizona. Um, so again, very athletic player. Um, however, on a very sad note, you know, we have to send our hearts and thoughts to her and her family. You know, for those that missed the news, you know, Ben Bendy's older brother was killed in a in some gun violence plague in Portland at the moment. So uh, condol condolences to her. Uh, Beaver Nation's there for you. Um, you know, please take care of yourself. You know, so talking about pros playing um, a lot. Of, I, I was cataloging a lot of the former women's basketball players playing um, a couple. Uh, so Michaela Pivik, Cat Tudor, have found um, their way on the same team in Puerto Rico. Nice. Marie Golich is in Valencia. Destiny Slocum's in Hungary. Taya Adams is in Caledonia. Ellie Mack is at uh, Club Bal Balacestro. Yeah, Harris, I think is how it's pronounced. So that's cool. Um, it's really cool to see a lot of former Beavers playing in Europe. I've not heard the status of Sydney Weiss. I know she, mm. I believe she had a late knee injury at the end of the European season last year that kept her out of the WNBA. So I don't know what's going on. Um, I, it's really hard to tell what's going on on, on social media, so I can't keep up yeah. with that. So hope she's doing well. Um, and then shout out to uh, Jamie Scott, May Wisner, who just had their baby. So congratulations to her. Congratulations there, yeah. And yeah. it's neat to see. Um, you know, that's great that the uh, women's basketball players are able to take advantage of these overseas opportunities because, yeah. you know, the pay is better and the quality of play sometimes is flat out better. And yeah, I, I think when they play for national teams, whether it's U.S., Canada or whatever, they've played against some really good competition. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the quiet thing that you see from the Oregon State program, I think, is that it gets players ready. Because I think 
his or Scott Ruick style play kind of fits overseas yes, play yes. style um, as well as the, you know, he's very heavily X and O's. And so then there's a lot of players that become coaching. Like, you yeah. know, we have um, his current assistant coaches, Aaliyah Goodman's on the staff at Duke, uh, Maddie Washington's on the staff, San Diego. Um, you know, so I think that's cool to see. So, you know, I think that is a recruiting tool as well, right? If, no question. For if a player, you want to have that chance to play in Yeah, you want a future in basketball maybe as a coach. You know, I think this is a good place to come. So. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's that's exciting. That's going to be getting underway. Another thing I forgot to mention about the football game yesterday, some cool stuff happened. It was homecoming. Um, they gave some shout-outs to the wrestling team. They got uh, the, some wrestlers on the field and, and you know, drink. Because those TV timeouts, I, I don't know how recently you've been to a game, but they take forever. Mm-hmm. So they got some wrestlers on the field and gave them some love. They got the entire gymnastics team on the field, and the place went nuts because, um, you yeah. know, the team that finished second in both the regular season and Pac-12 tournament last year and then 12th in nationals. So, you know, obviously Jade Carey, big part of that, but the yeah. whole team is looking dynamite. Uh, Coach Chaplin's health, knock on wood, seems to be good. And, uh, you know, so heading into her 26th, 27th season, um, that's a program that just goes strong. And I love the support that the uh, football yeah. fans are giving to these other programs. And, of course, <laughs> you know, they did also honor Mike Haas at ha- um, at one of the breaks. Uh, he's going into the OSU Football Hall of Fame and the College Football Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, it's like- winner. Uh you know, didn't have some of the tools that you need to have as a uh, as a pro, but at the at the uh, college level, he was otherworldly. He really yeah, was. Absolutely. absolutely. And uh, so that's it. Was really cool to see uh, the the love that uh, got shared. Um, and, and I just thought of that because of the wrestling and gymnastics teams, especially. Um, looking at the upcoming schedule, football does get to play back at home, back to back for the first time this year. So that's going to be good. Taking on Colorado. Colorado just got their first conference win of the season. So, you know, they're uh, ready for battle and they're pretty hyped up after, you know, because they fired their coach and everybody says Colorado stinks and blah, blah, blah. They go out and beat Cal. So (laughs) there are no uh, there are no off weeks in the Pac-12. And in the postgame press conferences, all the players and coaches, that's what they were saying. It's like, well, it's another faceless, nameless opponent. We have to go out and take care of our thing. Doesn't matter if it's. Colorado or Notre Dame or whoever, you know, um, and also a 3 p.m. kickoff. Finally, they since the Pac-12 season yeah. started, I don't think they've had a, a daytime game. So it's well, been, Utah, but that was yeah. But it's been rough trying to stay up late and catch some of these yeah. games. Um, men's soccer has a big conference matchup with Washington on Friday the 21st. Women's soccer keeps their league play going. They've got Cal on Thursday night. So Beaver Nation. Get over to Lorenz Field, help the Beavers pull off that upset because Cal's really good. Uh, baseball's pretty much a wrap for the fall. They got uh, spring work coming up at Surprise Arizona in February. Softball's got a few more fall games. They're playing Oregon Tech today, Southern Oregon Friday, and then they're going to wrap up their fall season on the 29th against Mount Hood Community College. Um, then getting into gymnastics, they've got the orange and black meet on December 10th. Um, wrestling has their orange and black meat coming up on October 28th. So it's uh, really good. Yeah, it's great. It, yeah, that's really a lot of stuff coming up. It's great to see wrestling and gymnastics get recognized at the football game. So that's really cool. That was awesome. Yeah. 
Men's golf has one fall tournament left at Cal Poly on the 31st. Uh, women's golf is headed to uh, Stanford in, in intercollegiate, intercollegiate, I can't speak today. Uh, the 21st through the 23rd then wraps up the fall season uh, with a rough, rough trip. Must be a rough trip. Pac-12 preview over in Hawaii. Every year I feel terrible for them. Yeah. yeah no, it's, <laughs> they make the sacrifices. So. Yeah, they do. And they suck it up and go to Hawaii yeah. and play some golf. Yeah. Volleyball plays at USC today. The next week it's on to Colorado and Utah. Cross country has the Pac-12 championships coming up on October 28th and the NCAA is on the, on the 11th. So good luck to them. Yeah. Good luck to them. Indeed. Uh, they've been running great, especially Mitchell and Featherstone. Um, they've gotten great contributions throughout the roster though. So it's yeah. exciting. They could actually make an impression on the, um, in fact, the coach was coach Cortana was a little bit upset that they didn't do just a scooch better at the nutty comb because they could have possibly been a uh, top 20 ranked team had they made a little bit better showing there, but they're really, uh, they're making some strides, no pun intended. Um, women's rowing has uh, races with Sacramento State on October 29th. Um, the men's rowing team is going to get their fall season underway in Boston on the Charles River on the 23rd at the head of the Charles Regatta. Uh, men's basketball has their tip-off scrimmage, fan fest, et cetera, on the 24th. And then, um, as you mentioned, the women's team uh, gets their season going against Western Oregon pretty soon. So, it's uh, a lot of good stuff to look forward to, and we're uh, just uh, rolling with it. Yeah, looking forward to a lot of it. I got to make a bunch of games before I, I'm taking a break and going to Thailand in November, so I'll make as many games as I can for the women. There. Oh, yeah. So, um, so that's going to do it for this episode of Orange, Black, and Beyond. Uh, we'll get together again in a few weeks uh, when basketball started and the fall sports get wrapped up. Uh, thanks for joining us. Go Beavs. Go Beavs.